as the, as the sun rises. Yeah, that's okay. We're, we're up and rolling. Well, yeah, in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's light year around there. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another Fire Away Friday. Um, got my guy, Zach Bourne, back to to bring some juice and we're back, some wisdom. Yeah. Uh, juice at minimum. But uh, go ahead, my dog. Pick a number. Man. Uh, what were we picking? Zero through a thousand or something like yeah, that? Yeah, zero through one hundred and twenty oh, right now. One hundred and twenty. All right. I don't know. Didn't know if you had a question. No. Let's go with uh one nineteen. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to one hundred and one. Yeah. What action in your life has had the longest lasting consequences? I like oh, that question. What action in my life? had the longest lasting consequences um you want to know something this is a uh this is a tough question but it's something that my wife and i talk about now it's that uh and it's not just one action i think but it's something that i continuously do that i think sometimes um stresses me out or puts me in a bad position and it's the inability to say no I say yes so much to so many things, and it doesn't matter if it's something super small or very large. Um, when I get approached with something, more often than not, I'm saying yes. And so uh, that's an action that I think I've never been able to hone in from the standpoint of, hey, I've got a busy schedule. Um, I should probably be saying no to this. But that conscious in me is like, I want to say yes. I want to help someone out. I want to be there for people. Um, and so, yeah, so that's something I always struggle with, and it always puts me in a bad situation. Yeah, I think um, – sorry, we're playing with the volume a little bit here. But um, so, like, because I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like, I mean, I, like, I'm obviously we're very similar humans in that capacity. Yeah. And who knows where we get it, but I've gone down the psychology there where it's – it's, I mean, it's some of it's from when we were younger when like our own needs came second to our parents or uh, somebody else. And we just maintain those relationships. Like we pull those same communication tools and relationship tools, take them to the playground. And then eventually take them into life and business and friendships and all those kind of things. So it's, it's fun to look at there. But in that realm, I mean, like the logic is usually to like, okay, like you can't like pour from an empty cup. And so like when, cause I do the same thing where you run yourself ragged, say yes to all the, all these things. And then eventually you're like, you're empty and you're still pouring kind of deal where you like, I, I, I just, I, I empathize with that. It, and, uh, it happens a lot. Right. And, yeah. and uh, cause you, gotta, you get blown out you, and, and then finally you get to a point where, uh, you know, I'm looking at Rachel, I, you know, you're talking to whoever, right. And you get to a point and it's like, Oh my God, I, I just, I got nothing left. And then you look at your schedule and it's completely booked. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do we recover? How do we get going again? But I also think it's, it's, uh, one of the best things it has going for us is that we can constantly just go. We can turn on, even when we have zero juice, it's something you can turn on and say, let's go. But yeah, that's, uh, but how smart is it? And I, yeah, it's yeah. just like, that's where I was going with it for yeah. sure. How smart is it and and how long can you keep up with that? Well, it's like I mean like I mean I'd say like we've established that like we can endure and suffer a little bit with like the lifestyle we chose with football and things like that. Um but at at some point like how much of the the suffering is self-inflicted there and it's all cost benefit analysis in return but 
and I kind of mentioned it. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. It was a conversation, but one of my dad's college roommates, bit awesome consultant. He has this saying for his clients who do the same thing in that realm. Cause a bunch of like CEOs and like, they're all like, they're in that same category that they'll commit to a bunch of things and you're CEO yeah. in that realm. Um, and he goes, if, if, if you never say no, yes has no meaning. So like yeah. all these yeses, like they're the same value across the board, but the more you say no, the more value you have. Like, and that's, there's, that's more transactional, like a business uh, thing. But. For sure. I also look at it from this way is that, um, I don't have any kids yet, right? Just recently married. And so I've always had the approach of, I'm going to say yes as much as possible until I'm kind of forced to say no. With so, kids. Yeah. yeah, with kids. Right? <laughs> kids myself. Yeah, because you know, once yeah. you, once you have kids, it's kind of like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna give as much of my time as possible to other people and be there for people when they ask. But then it's kind of like when I have kids, I'm gonna be selfish with my time because I want to give time to them. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's just one. That, that's just the way my mindset has always been from that standpoint. Yeah, and like that's where it kind of blurs the lines of like as smart as it is. It's also like in essence in my world, it's like burn bright, die young. I'm gonna say yes and get going on everything and. Sometimes I'll pick up too much and then I'll like reassess, like address my aim, make sure my energy's going to where the business is growing, the podcast is doing its thing. Like, you know, it's just like yeah. now it's just like distribution of resources and things. But a co- uh, we'll just move on just because I do, I do like that question. But I think we can talk about because, like, in essence, like some of that's like people pleasing, the ability to say no. We could go down yeah. a, and, a, and, a, and, a and I, rabbit Yeah, hole. and I've talked about on, that on the podcast too, but um, I'll pick a different one. Um, duh, 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 duh. how long ago was the last nicest thing you've done for somebody that's still being reciprocated today? Does that make sense? Ooh. How long ago was the last nicest thing you've done for somebody that's still being reciprocated today? Um, I like to think every day. Right? Would that be the right way to answer that question? I like to think... The, 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 I'm trying the, to get my brain wrapped yeah, around no, it. The, the way... Uh, I like to think that the way you carry yourself each and every day is always going to come back to pay dividends. Hmm. I, I, I always think that. That if you wake up, get out of the bed, and put your feet on the floor, and if you do things the right way and live life the way it should be, uh, you're always going to... Uh, be appreciated. You're always going to reap the benefits. You're always going to uh, be put in the right situations for living life the right way. You know, I know uh, I do a a bunch of charity work and we were actually just talking about this before we came on air is that, um, you know, we're just in the, the Buckeye cruise for cancer and it's amazing that I've been able to be a part of it. It's a lot of work. When, when you're on it, we raised, you know, broke a record of $4.3 million this year. But that's one thing that, cool. po- yeah, yeah. Th- it's one thing that pops out in my head that when I need to make a phone call, they're there. Yeah. You know, when uh, something, th- th- there's so many people that are so well connected within that charity that it's like, oh my God, the, the network that I've made is endless from that standpoint. So something that, you know, 10, 11 years ago when I decided to get involved with it because I was asked and I said, yes, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that now I've been reaping the benefits for all this time. But if I would have said no, it would have been a completely different 
different thing, you know, like so many of those friendships I would have made, so many of those business connections I would have made. Uh, my my wife's grandma uh, got cancer up in Cleveland. It was a very serious form of cancer. I made one phone call and she was supposed to have an appointment like three months. They moved her up to like two weeks. Yeah, that's By awesome. one phone call. So it's like, and probably ended up saving her life because yeah. they got they had no idea what kind of cancer it was. She had uh, uh, that meeting got moved up and they diagnosed it. And I, I, I think she had like three chemo treatments by the time that that first consultation was supposed to happen. That's awesome. So it's just like wild that something that I got involved in 11 years ago is now reaping the benefits now. But I, I well, I mean, no, I look at that and I like I like the movie Yes Man. Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. and like so, like I like I don't think that's a terrible way to live your life. You're gonna experience a bunch. You're gonna meet new people, and like so, I, like I do beat myself up at times too on saying yes to everything. But like again, like when you're choosing like shared experience, like growth, like again charity, like all those things, like I, that that stuff always makes sense to yeah. me one way or the other. Um, but it goes back to the question that we just had, right? Is yeah. that I gave the answer of always saying yes. But then it's like, if I always say yes to these things, and um, uh, for example, uh, next week I'm supposed to host a, a big speaking engagement with Gene and Ryan, Day, Gene Smith and Ryan Day, right? Yeah. And I was approached about it, and should I have said yes? Pr- probably not, should yeah. have, whatever. But as soon as they did it, I said yes. So what happens when I go there and I meet the CEO of Huntington Bank, of whoever, yeah. right? Yeah. How do I know what's going to... There's so many things that could come of that. And so that's why it's like, I say yes. So you know, if I'm living life the right way and doing what's asked of me and and going out of my way, I feel like I'm going to reap those benefits. Yeah. And that's where like, you can always... Because I I, I even have some of my clients do this at times where it's like, hey, let's schedule life first and like big things first. And like, obviously, like that's on top of business and stuff. And usually like it's because they say yes too much that they never get to do any of their hobbies. But in the same practice like those big opportunities like yeah and it's like almost like i'll say yes and then i'll figure out how to bring the energy whether i gotta chug a bang on the way or whatever whatever you're doing but But you don't know what's going to come of it no and how many times have you been in a situation where you say yes to something next thing you know it's like oh my god i I, I say yes to one thing and like just the referrals in my business and things like that it's been really cool to see and because i like i believe the same thing like if you probably not saying yes to everything, but I believe in treating everybody incredibly nice. If like, if I can, if I have the energy and I can help you, like I probably will, um, like it rides, whatever it ends up being in that realm. And it's just like, cause like I look at this question and, um, what, like just the other day I was talking to Joanna Marshall where like, uh, her son, I met him when he was five years old in the hospital while I was at Northwestern. And then now he's on the uh, university, right? Yeah, golf team yeah. at University of Michigan. And oh, I didn't it, know he was at U of M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to go to Northwestern too. He didn't. He kind of broke the family's oh. heart, but um, and yeah, not now both of our hearts. But in that realm, um, but absolute stud, and and that was like a very simple, like nice thing. Like I, lo- I love going to the hospital to give back and try and cheer people up. Not like right. not a hard concept. And now you're gonna be his caddy when he's on PJ. Yeah, I, I hope so. That'd be, that'd be, <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna help him with anything. <laughs> it's a, need your putter here. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah, I'm on the green, <laughs> Brian. I got it, you know. Um, all right. Uh, you, next question. If you got a number uh, for me. Uh, sixty-five. Sixty-five. Boom boom. 
we've kind of had this question. This is a, just another variant of like the truth lie one. Is it better to be kind or honest? Oh, because that's like like do yeah, I, honey. So, do I look fat? Yeah, that's so like I that's think, what I think uh, of the first thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I my mind automatically went to uh, business. Right. Yeah. As the as the president of a company, at what point do you um, try and kind of protect employees and do things the proper way, especially with how things are nowadays? And I'm just being blunt about it, with the way people can be um, with certain claims, right? Yeah. That uh, you have to be very cautious by the about the way that you communicate, the way that uh, you come off about things. And so I, I think there's, God, th- th- there's such a, a, a small margin of a line where you need to be honest, but at the same time, you need to be kind in the way that, that you come off, you know? And so I fight this battle a lot because there's times when things aren't going the right way. And I want to get into that coach mindset right where you bring a team in to the locker room and you're giving them that honest straight feedback where it's very intense but then you look at the flip side like someone could take that the wrong way especially with the way the world is nowadays and the way people think and so you gotta you kind of gotta toe the line of honest but being kind at the same time and it's such a hard question yeah, well, like, I mean, just because the question forces you to pick one or the other, yeah. obviously, but in that realm, like, you're always changing mass, like, you're always changing tone of conversation, like, there's a hundred different variables in every conversation in that realm where, like, okay, it makes sense to be, like, honest because we want the most honest answers to solve the right problems at business, but really, we don't get that luxury sometimes because if, if we're brutally honest, then, like, that person might, now you start talking about breaking down lines of communication, yeah. Or that line of communication quitting or whatever, things like that, too. Yeah, I also talk about this with my uh, management team all the time. Great leaders know their audience, yeah. right? And so um, from my standpoint, what my, my initial answer, I give a little bit of a different answer because so many times I'm not talking just to one person. I'm talking to a group. I'm talking to the office. I'm talking to all my employees. Whereas in when you're having one-on-one meetings, or you're having one-on-one c- communication, there's times where you need to go the kind route. And there's times that you need to go to the honest route. It's just knowing your audience, right? Yeah. If you go to a guy who uh, needs the honest and needs kind of a, a foot up his ass, but you're going the kind route, the message isn't going to get across. If you go the opposite way where you're like, hey, I'm putting my foot up this person's ass because they're not doing this, this, and this, but they don't take that kind of communication well, and they're more of a, hey, be kind, lift me up kind of person, you're just going to shut them down, right? So you have to, as a leader, you've got to know who your audience is. You have to know who you're talking to, but that goes to building a culture of knowing your people. Yeah. So gun to your head, kind or honest. (laughs) All, all, all day long. Honest. Yeah, I think I'm the same. But it kind of goes to like the people pleasing thing where really like that's us being kind. You that's get, true. Because, well, I just, because one of the like the resolutions I've used to get like over like like at least mitigate. You're right. Ask me that question again. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> kind. Kind. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how we're wired, right. but maybe we want to be a little more honest with ourselves because like one of the like the strategies to beat your people pleasing is like when you feel yourself people pleasing, call yourself a liar. Because like what I'm doing is I'm putting other people's deals in front of my own and or I'm being or like so in a business setting, 
like say you're the loudest voice in the room, which is very, it's very possible. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to voice my opinion because you are like, I don't want to displease you. You're the boss, you're whatever. But really as a boss, you want the most honest feedback, negative feedback as possible. But me 100%. putting your needs first or your idea first, or somebody else wants, Oh, oh that was his idea. I don't want to poke a hole in it. But really for best practices, like you need negative feedback. You need questions, you need these things where people pleasing, might not get the best practices out there. So, and yeah, that. no, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but so I, I actually, now I, that we I, start I, diving I, down I, and I, you know, you can start uh, pulling off layers to that question. Yeah. Of, so I think we'd both like live kind, but we want to be more honest. <laughs> well, I, you asked me that question, I think to myself, right? Yeah. You just, you, you kind of answered it. If it's at, if I'm talking about myself and like the way I would want yeah, it to socially, be, it's, on, it's honest. Yeah. But socially, I'm probably kind. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say the same deal. Yeah. All right. One more question. Just grip it and rip it so we can go lift. Um, boom, boom, boom. We've Give done. us a juicy one. A juicy one. Yeah, I need to start bolding the good ones or like uh, cutting them down. We did the exact day you could die. Um, what's the best part about growing older? Oh, um, there's a bunch of good and bad with growing older, but when it comes to the good, I would say it's uh, having the experiences. Of life, you know, there's so many cool things that I've gotten to experience throughout life, and when you have those experiences, you create relationships, you create memories, and to be able to uh, uh, cultivate those relationships that I've made from those experiences over the year, to be able to grow a network, to be able to um, do some of the really cool things that I've been able to do in life, like that's a great thing with be- with becoming old, and I hope to continue to do that, right? And as I have kids, as I um, uh, you know, grow the business as I do so many different things. I hope there's so many more memories that I'm able to cherish and have, you know, enjoy. Yeah. I, l- I like that approach a lot because like the first thing, like it's kind of like, I, I just view it in the realm of connection as well. Like, like you've gotten this far and now like l- whether it's life of getting older or your choices compounding over time and that category, Sorry, still playing with this volume a little bit. Jeez. Um, but in that same category, it's you've refined the people around you. Like you, yeah. like you've had life and like everybody's priorities stacked up over time. You figure out like who, like you get to choose in your life. Because I, I, I look at it like sports. Like we grew up and played sports with all the same people. Yeah. Go to college and like you don't pick your friends there. Like you pick your friends, but you have a small pool. Yeah. Same thing in sports. And then now it's just like. So I, I look at people by the people around them a lot and particularly like, I mean, we obviously run in the same circles and that from Pickerington, Columbus area, like all those kind of things. It's funny who you gravitate towards and like over time. So I, I think one of the coolest parts about getting older is like who you keep in your circle and, and how they it influence is. you and understanding you have control over that. And so now like I look at, and because like some for like you have kids and now like, okay, I see some of these friends much less, but some friends prioritize still like hopping on the yeah, call or right. say, Hey, I listened to the pod. Hey, that was cool. Like, you know, it's just like, it's just funny who sticks. And then it's also like, you can self-evaluate, like, why did these people, are they no longer in my life? Did their lives get more important? Did I lose communication? And then it's just like, now you get to, and then now, like, as you learn and if you're growing your business or you're growing a charity, you're doing whatever you want to do, you can always like 
pick and choose and cultivate this life this life circle uh, yeah it's kind of funny when, when you bring that up is that my mind goes to when you started going down that uh kind of with that response and you say like hey i'm having an event or i'm doing this with a charity it's kind of funny who your mind gravitates towards of who would i call first yeah you know mm. or who, who are my first five phone calls and so it's like uh if you really sit down and think about it like your approach with something you're like hey call your guys who you want to be involved it's it's so funny where your mind automatically goes and then who kind of you don't think about yeah that's um i like that a lot i mean and now you get into what type of event is it but in that in that same category i I think i think that's important because i still think you make that comment but i still am a firm believer that no matter what kind of event it was my mind would still go to those people it doesn't even matter if it's outside their wheelhouse if they're the people that I know I gravitate towards and that I know would be um, good representatives of me, knowing mm. that I'm inviting them, I'm still inviting those people no matter what. I like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, I just, the best part about growing older is because like you're cultivating your circle is also wisdom uh, yeah. in that realm. And then night, anyways, I, I, I think that's a, just, I think that's a good, good work, good spot to end it. So, Z, always like appreciate it. you, dude. It was fun. We're getting old. We're getting old. <laughs> we're, 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 old we're, we're older than the last fire away Friday. So. We are. But uh, boom. Everybody, have a great weekend.